0: Today's daf is daf Lamirches, page 38, the Meseches Beya. As we um, finish up this beautiful, beautiful Mesechta, we got three more daf to go. Put it right over here, just go ahead. Three more daf to go. We're on daf Lamerches, and um, we are already at the two dots, about ten lines from the top of daf Lamirches. Bez Hashem, we will get to the Mishnah on Daf Lamid Tes, All right. Here we go. Zogd the Gemara. The Mishnah had said, HaShoyel Kli Mechaveray Me'erev Yomtif. If a person borrows a vessel from his friend before Yomtif, then that vessel is permitted to go with you in your Tchum, even though you don't own it. I'm the borrower. But as long as I borrowed it prior to Yomtif, and I had the ability to use this object when Yomtev started. I, whatever tchum I have and I'm allowed to go into, this vessel is permitted to enter that tchum as well. Here we go. Says the Gemara Shita. Yeah, this is simple. This is obvious. If I, had, if I was the one who had the rights to use this vessel over Yomtev, why would I think that it doesn't have the same tchum as myself? Answers the Gemara like lai Masru Here's the Kiddush. The Kiddush here is I asked to borrow it before Yomtiv, but the owner only actually handed it to me and put it in my hand on Yomtiv itself. Mahu the I would have thought to say, Lav Since when Yomtiv started, it wasn't in my Rishus. It wasn't in my domain. And therefore, it takes on the tchum of the owner, not the tchum of the borrower. The Chiddush the Mishnah lets us know that as long as I had permission to use this item from when Yamtiv started, even if I didn't actually have the item in my domain, but as long as I had the permission to use this item before Yamtiv, it's going to keep the same tchum as the borrower. This is a proof to Rabbi Yechanan, how so? To Yama Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, If somebody asks to borrow a vessel from his friend prior to yomtiv, alf even though Nosnu that it wasn't given over to him only until yomtiv already is here, still harehu It has the same tchum as the legs. Of the shayal of the borrower, beautiful. Okay, so Rabbi Hinnan fits very well with our Mishnah. Again, what w- um, what's the chiddush over here? The Mishnah had said that if you borrow something before Yamtif, the item keeps the same tchum as you. I. What's the chiddush? Even if it came into your domain on Yamtif, it keeps the tchum of the borrower, not the tchum of the owner. Period. End of that gemara. Okay. The next. ...part of the Mishnah said... the yomtiv... ...if you first borrowed it on Yumtif, ...then it keeps the tchum of the lender... ...not the tchum of the borrower... ...says the Gemara... ...same question we had before... ...pshita... This ...is simple... ...this is an obvious halacha... Yeah. ...if the vessel started Yumtif ...with the owner... ...with the lender... Why would I think it takes the tchum of the borrower? Says the Gemara, here's a chiddush. The chiddush over here is where the person didn't ask for it because when you ask for it before Yom and you have permission, then it actually takes on the tchum of the borrower, right? What happened over here is this borrower usually borrows this vessel from the lender for Yom So, the 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 owner kind of expects it to be borrowed but it wasn't particularly asked i would have said that since this guy the borrower is always borrowing this item so it's kind of like expected to be in his domain you can expect it it's already coming right therefore it should take the tomb of the borrower and therefore the Mishnah lets us know that Maymar Omar Doma Mishkah that unless you actually ask for it before Yamtiv, it doesn't take on the tchum of the borrower. Why? I you know I always borrow this on Yamtiv. Yeah, but you know what? It's not always. If you don't ask, actually ask me for it, and somebody else comes along and asks for the same thing, I'll lend it to that other guy first. And since there is that possibility. It retains the vessel, even though it's usually borrowed, but it retains the tchum of the owner. Okay, gavaldik. Very logical uh, Nafkamina discrepancy here between when the borrower actually asks for it or when it's just expected to go to him. Period. All right. Then we said, v'chein ha'isha. The Mishnah told us, and similarly, a woman, shesho'ala me'chaverta, who borrows food items from her friend for a recipe on Yom Diff. So these food items can only go into the general tchum of both the lender and the borrower. Okay? On Yom Diff, a woman walks over to her neighbor's house to borrow sugar. Okay? So that sugar is going to be limited to the tchum of the owner and the tchum of the borrower. It cannot exit their general tchum areas. Says the Gemara story. When Baba went up to Eretz Yisrael, Omar, he said, Yehei Rava. Yeah, this is Aramaic. We should be familiar with these words. Right? From Brukh Shmei, the beautiful tefillah, which perhaps we need to spend a little more time on. Beautiful, beautiful tefillah. When we take out the Sefer Terrain. Right? Brukh Shmei, Dvar Towards the end, we say, Yehei Rava, Kadamach. Yeah, may it be the will of Akadish in front of the the Abba, when he was going to to Eretz Yisrael, he said a tefillah. Hashem, help that my words should be accepted by the B'nai Eretz Yisrael. Kesolik, see, he came up to Eretz Yisrael after uttering this tefillah. This Ashkechel Rav He found Rav Yechonon, the leader of Tyre and Eretz Yisrael. Rav bar Papi, and Rabbi bar Papi, Amri Law, Some people say it was Rabbi Avahu, and Rabbi Shimon Ben Pazi, Rav Navka. Be it as it may, he found three, three Gedolei, three Gedolei Tyre, and he said, I'm sorry, the Yasvi Amri and they were sitting and talking over the halachas of our Mishnah. And they said, Amai. Okay? Why, when you borrow, when a woman borrows from her friend, is it limited to the tchum of both of them? The liv mayim umelach gabe isa. Why don't we say that anything that goes into the recipe, let's say, for example, over here, ultimately the dough, why don't we say, like we're about to get into for the end of the Mishnah, the water is not limited to the tchum of the borrower and the lender, let's say the water or the salt is bottled to the dough. And therefore, if it's, if it's the borrower's dough, who cares where she got the water from? You can't even see the water. And therefore, the water should not be limited to the location of the lender. It should just go, be able to be brought into whatever tchum the whole dough is permitted to be brought into. Luhu Rabbi Abba. So Rav Abba, now remember, Rav Abba just came up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael and he said a tefillah that no, but that his word should be accepted. So Amalu Rav, Rav Abba said to them, top of Amad days, behold, kav ba'asara kav we know if a kav of a person's chita, wheat, becomes nisarev, gets mixed together with ten kavim, of his friends, yeichal chala v'chadi, can a person eat the entire thing and say that he has the extra kav? No. In other words, what, he, what Abba wants to say over here, what he wants to point out is that the, um, the the bitul that they want to happen doesn't apply when there's added value to something. And therefore, when the water's adding to the Overall, though, you can't say that it takes on Hilch's bittal and it's nullified. So what happened when Rabbi, when Rabbi Abba said this? Ready? Achichu alei. They laughed at him. They laughed at him. Omar lahu Now, if you want to know why they laughed, hold your horses. Omar lahu Rabbi Abba said... Why are you laughing at me? And they laughed at him again. Now this is very interesting. I'll tell you why this is interesting. This is very interesting to note. Why did the Gemara find it necessary to tell us that before Rabbi Abba came to Eretz Yisrael, he davened that his words should be accepted? No? why is that important to this story? Right? It's interesting. He damned his words should be accepted. And then tells as the story goes on, they talk a laughed at him. His words weren't accepted. Okay? So um, his words weren't accepted. So the Gemara says why? And I'm gonna we are gonna take a musr out of this in a moment, okay? Rabbi Rabaisha says, he they were right for laughing at what he said. Why, uh, why didn't Rav Abba give them a case of wheat that gets mixed in with barley? He he gave one kav of wheat and ten kav of wheat. He should have given them a case of wheat. That got, uh, uh, a situation where wheat got mixed in with barley. There it's uh, There's two different species. bottle and is bottle. and by wheat and wheat as well. the heedler bottle. Granted, according to Yehuda. There's no bittel. There's a homach like machloekas whether something is only and not in its kind, but when something is of its kind, it's not bottle. The rabbanon but according to the rabbanon, it does become bottle. Okay, and therefore, according to Rabbi Abba, um, there's no bittel even in something that's in its own uh, that's in its own uh, species. I want to explain this halacha for a me- for a moment before we get into the Musr. The halacha is, if I were to ask you, you have 10 gallons of milk and you pour in, or let's give a better example, 60 gallons of milk and you pour in one gallon of milk. Is that milk, that one gallon of milk, is it nullified to the other 60 gallons? No. It's adding. When something gets mixed in its own species, you don't say that it's nullified. You say it's an addition. Right? When something's not in its own species, when I have 60 gallons of cholent and a gallon of milk gets mixed in, and now I don't see the milk, that's a nullification. Right? So there's more svarah, there's stronger place to nullify something outside of its own species than inside of its own species, practically as far as Hilchas Kashris is concerned, right? Let, let's give a very, interesting, a very interesting situation. If somebody's bleeding on Shabbos, and this is connected to Bittol, but not Mamish, but I just want to give you an example. Somebody's bleeding on Shabbos, blood is red once it exits and receives oxygen. Right? Is it better to dab up the blood with a white towel or a red towel? As far as Hilchus Seveya, as far as the laws of dying are concerned, should I use a white towel or a red towel? The halacha is you should use a white towel. Aye, the white towel will become red. Fine, that's okay. But nobody the reason why it's okay is because nobody wants their white towel to be red. So when it gets blood on it, the seder. It looks bloody, but it's not seveya. It's not dying because nobody wants a white towel with blood. However, if you were to use the red towel, now that red towel is becoming redder. That's a bigger problem. Because people don't mind their red towel getting more red. So there's a there would, according to Svarah, a bigger problem of dying. See, we wouldn't view it like that. We would say, oh, one second. The red is having a bigger impact on the white. So maybe there's an isra of dying. No. Fakaret. The red is ruining the white, which is, the, which is not dying it. You dye something when you want it. And you color it when you want it to be that color. So it's taka better alpi halacha to use a white towel to wipe up blood than it is to use a red towel. Because since they're both red, it's like the same species, so that you might run into a, a bigger uh, tevea problem. All right, but let's keep going over here for a moment. Omelie Rav, Rav Safra says, amre, He's swearing in the name of uh, Maisha, Rabbeinu. Yeah, he's saying, what you're saying is uh, is correct. Is it correct that they laughed at Rabbah? Didn't they hear of Rav? Didn't they hear of Rav? Who quoted Rav? That Rav? That Rav? That a person who takes pebbles out of the gyrin, the granary of his friend, so you're kind of improving it. You have to pay him the the value of the wheat itself. Okay? Because usually if when you purchase wheat, you expect there to be some dirt and some pebbles inside. Alma kila You see from over here that um, when you are lessening the amount that's in there, it's considered a lessening. So, to over here, we are. If you were to remove the water and the salt, we are lessening the size of the dough. Hence, what we're going to what we're going the, the way to view this, is that um, by by the water and the salt being uh, being mixed in, the tchum of wherever the water originally was, should Taka keep the... I'm, I'm not saying this right. The Thum of the water should retain its status. Should, the, the water should retain its tum. That's the proper way to say this. Of course, the way that Rav Abba said it. We're asking back. Rav Abba's taka right, Because how are you going to nullify the water if this wouldn't be dough, if the water wouldn't be in there? You can't tell me that the water should be nullified. Okay? So says the Gemara. Abaye responded to Isn't there a difference between money that's going to be claimed and money that's not going to be claimed? Okay. Meaning when you when you uh, get water from somebody, they're not you, they don't expect it in return. Okay. So if they don't expect it in return, why do we say um, uh, why do we say it's bottle? Why do we say it's not nullified? Lei, sort of safra. I'm sorry, you know, let, let's pause for a moment before we get back to, uh, before we get back to Amar lei. I wanted to bring out a, a musr from the story, and the, the Gemara here just keeps moving on, so I want to just pause and, and mention something over here. Rabbi Abba, when he went up to Eretz Yisrael from Babel, said his tefillah. He said, Yehi Rava, may it be the will of HaKadosh Baruch that, um, that my words should be accepted. And ultimately, why is that important? Because ultimately he came to Eretz Yisrael and it seems that the exact opposite of his tefillah happened. Not only were his words not accepted, they laughed at him twice. Right? They laughed at his words twice. Not only was it accepted, the Mamish, they, they they took his words and they tried shredding it. Now, right now over here, right now over here, we are trying to, one second, So the Vard over here is as follows. The Mepharshim explained it was an inappropriate tefillah. You know why not only were his words not listened to, but ultimately his, he said words that, that were laughed at? Now we're still having a conversation whether his words were correct or not. But the reason why his words were laughed at is, and it's a big yisait in life, you could speak, you could give a she'er. you could say a psak halacha, but to daven that what you say other people are going to follow is a, is it's it's an inappropriate feeling because that ain't happening the goal is not to have people listen the goal is to just give over what's right that's it right we know this as human beings we know this as colleagues we know this as children. We know this as parents. We know this in any relationship. We can't control what ultimately is listened to. We don't control our children. We don't control our employees. In, in, a, in a financial way, a person might think they do. And you can say, listen, I asked you to do this. I something Fine. But when you want to give over taira, the tefillah is, please Hashem, may I only speak... The proper halacha. May I only give over values that are MS. The tefillah is not whatever I say, people should listen to. Because you never know if people are going to listen. And that's not up to me to decide whether anybody is going to listen to my words. Or follow what I have to say. What we can do is take a that whatever we say is, or do or give over is appropriate. And his emmes. but outside of that, to give a tefillah that, that may it be the will of Hashem that people should listen to me. That's not that's not what it's about. It's not about people listening to me, and ultimately, what ended up. That's why it's important that before the Gemara, we asked why is why is the Gemara need to tell me that he gave this davening because it's important because once you see the reaction, the Gemara wants to teach us how to daven for something. And also, how to try to, you know, wh- when we try to have an impact on others, it's about just me doing the right thing. It's about us doing the right thing more than hoping that people are going to follow. That's you, you can hope for it, but the daven that, that they have their own they have their own bechira as to whether as to whether to follow this or not. A beautiful, beautiful limud. Okay, let's keep uh, let's keep uh, moving along over here. Goodbye. So, says the Gemara, what we're coming out with at this step of the Gemara, we're up to Amar Lehi is that perhaps Bittu doesn't only need to work on the item that's borrowed, but Bittu can work on the ownership. Because the lender is, let's say the lender lent the water, or the lender lent the salt. They're not going to come and be Taiveya, They're not going to come and claim this back until after Yom Tif. So their ownership should be nullified. Omar said the according to your logic, that bitl should be tolu, should should hang and depend on whether or not someone's gonna claim it. this this Allah of Revchista... who says b'tela that if you have nevela meat, non kosher meat that gets mixed in with shechted kosher meat. It's could be bottle of navela because a a um animal that shachted can never take on the tumma of a novella. So even though they're both meat, we're gonna consider it two different species. Okay, and again, two different species can be nullified. I they're both cows, yeah I know, but a cow has tumma. A shrita cow does not have tumma. And <coughs> when it's shechted. And therefore, when meat that can become tame gets mixed in with meat that cannot become tame, it's considered min b'she'enoy minay. It's considered two different species. And we'll say that the nevela meat is nullified. Shechuta she'ena b'nevela cannot become nullified in nevela meat shchuta, Because it is possible for a nevela to become tahar like shechted meat. For example, if it gets mixed in. So we should say the same thing over here as well. By the Nevela, why don't we say, that's, That um, if there's an owner over this Nevela meat, it does not become botol, it should, because the ownership is not, it not become botol, and that is not possible to say such a thing. And if you're going to say that, I'm taka wrong. And... Um, Um, And anything that has a Bilem, something that has an owner that's going to come claim it. There's no Bittol, but... Things, objects that are Hefker, they on Shabbos, wherever they're located, even though they're ownerless, are limited to its 2,000 Ams. Even though there's no owner. We we view it as if it has ownerships. So you see from over here that whether or not there's an owner that's going to claim this, either way it takes on hilchus It has a of Omar Abay says back. He's very uh, a very response. Very important to know as we go through shas, and that is you cannot compare the halachas of isur and Heter, things which are permitted and forbidden. To financial, uh, to financial obligations or financial halachas, isura batal memina loi batal When it comes to laws of isra and heter, it things could become batal But when it comes to the monetary things and halachas of ownership, lay batal doesn't become bottle right? Let's say, for example, right? The class Rashi gives us a general example. I have ten dollars that gets mixed in. A $6,000 of gems. Is my money bottle? No, it's not nullified. You still feel, right? Just because you find something's bottled by Israel and Heter doesn't mean that it's but when it comes to financial matters. Okay, says the Gemara of a time of mine. What is the reason of our Mishnah that the water and the salt is limited to the general tchum and it doesn't just become dough? Rabbi Yom Rabbi, says okay? We're concerned that you know, in case, instead of borrowing it she'll say, can I borrow water? And the intention is that we should both now own the dough. If they both now own the dough, then a taka will be limited to both of their tchumen. Rabbi Yom says, different reason. Right? When is something nullified? When it doesn't give off flavor. Let's say I were to put in you know, this whole thing that we know about Bithul Bishishun, something being nullified in 60, is not true when it has flavor. If somebody were to put in a very sharp taste, uh, red pepper, a sharp red pepper, yeah? and You put in that taste into a bread, and it's just a little teaspoon in tons. When you eat the bread, it's woohoo, yeah? That's a sharp piece of bread. You say that the spice is bottle. Of course not you taste it you can't tell me something that i taste isn't bottle it's bottle it's there <laughs> don't tell me it's not there don't tell me it's nullified because it's in 60. no it's got a sharp taste and therefore anything that spices like salt is not bottle Ravashi says another reason why the water and salt is not bottle is because ultimately it's going to come a time where it is it's going to be permitted to eat after Yom Tif, outside that tchom. And even something that has matirim, even in a thousand, is not batal, period. End of that piece of the Mishnah. Let's learn one more piece before the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says that when you borrow water, then it's not limited to the Tchum. Mayim in, Melach, Lai. What's the difference between water and salt, according to Rabbi Yehuda? But we learned in our brisa. Rabbi Yehuda, Mayim Yehuda elsewhere says, Mayim, water and salt are both bottles. So why over here, is Rabbi Yehuda making a discrepancy between the salt, borrowing salt and the water? Says, go like Kasha. There's no question. Ha One is talking about melach of which which uh, Rashi explains is not noticeable anymore. Okay? It's not noticeable. Rashi, interestingly, Says that this is one, of the, you know, that it's coming from the Yam HaMelech, the, the, the Dead Sea. There are those who say that the water, the salt, the salt of the Dead Sea, is actually the location of where Lot's wife turned around and turned into a pillar of salt. And that's what makes the Dead Sea salty. Okay, fine. Which is the classic joke the two kids fighting, yeah? They're fighting over whose, whose tati is stronger, whose father is stronger. One kid says, "You know the Swiss Alps? You know the Swiss Alps? My father built them. My father built the Swiss Alps. That's how strong my father is." Other kid says, "Yeah. Well, you know the Dead Sea? My father killed it. Okay, my father killed it. So uh, everybody's got a, got a father who's stronger." So, says the Gemara, just to wrap this up. Even though we're not uh, we're not trying to run away. But we learned in a bracer of Yudah, water and salt only become bottle and dough because they're no, no, no longer noticeable. But inside of a kidera, inside of a cooked pot um, where it's still noticeable, you can still see the water, it's a liquid, you could still see the salt through the liquid, that's not bottle. It depends just how thick or thin, meaning loose, the food is. If it's a thick food, so now you can no longer see the water, then the water will taka become bottle. When it's a thin food, a looser food, where the water is still noticeable, it retains its status and is not bottle. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Bezashem Hashem, amatzi Shabbos. We will pick up from the Mishnah, and uh, we'll do daf, let's call it for 8.30. 8.30, Bez Hashem, amatzi Shabbos. Have a wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Zagizum.